That's right, everybody. Welcome to episode number 48 of Talking Snowdown. I am your host, Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here for another amazing week in the snowdown. We had some great matches, uh, some big announcements uh, happen, uh, all kinds of great stuff, and I am so excited to uh, just get into everything. So, uh, yeah, uh, first off, I want to get into uh, some stuff that happened on SEN Live this past week. Uh, Christian Harloff announced some of the upcoming uh, contenders for the singles tournament match, or uh, match that's going on, matches that are going to be going on. Uh, so far, eight contestants have been announced for the singles tournament. Uh, and so I have the list right here. We have uh, Mark Riley. That's right. Uh, Finstock Exchange's own former champion, Mark Riley, will be in the singles tournament. Uh, Rachel Silvestrini for the Den. She'll be in this. Uh, Paul Oyama and Liz Shannon Miller for Swag. Uh, Adam Collins, a, a newcomer to uh, this league uh, for Corruption. Then we got William Bibiani and Perry Nemiroff for the Quirky Mercs, uh, which I, I'll be honest, I'm super excited to see Perry back uh, in normal play uh, outside of like the, the um, exhibition matches. I'm actually real excited for that. Uh, and Bonnie Somerville for the Burning Droogs. Actually, Bonnie was the first to be announced. Uh, so I'm interested to see, you know, she didn't have a good uh, first match this season against uh, uh, Brett Sheridan, but uh, hey, I, I don't know. Whoever is calling the shots over there for the Burning Droogs right now, I'm uh, interested to see how this turns out for them. Now, uh, you, you know, listening to that, you may have noticed that not all of the factions have somebody representing them yet. You know, it is a 36 person uh, tournament, so, you know, 8 out of 36, there's still a lot of people left to uh, be announced. But as of right now, there are no uh, players yet announced for uh, the Rockstars, the Usual Suspects, or the Dungeon. Um, so, you know, anything could happen. We'll see who pops up uh, over the next uh, few weeks uh, leading into this tournament. I'm actually really excited to see who winds up in each. Uh, we're, we should be getting four p players from each team to make the 36. So uh, I'm I'm real excited to see where how it all kind of shakes out in the end. Uh, then on backstage this past week, uh, Ben Bateman made an announcement about his uh, possibilities in the singles tournament as well, uh, and he came f out flat out and said that there uh, he will not be in this singles tournament. Uh, he said that there is no way based on the structure of the tournament. And this uh, number one contenders match that he's got uh, for the the winner of Kalinowski versus uh, Andrew Guy, um, that there's no way he'd be able to be in it. So he announced officially that he will he will not uh, be in this year's singles tournament, which is which is a bit of a bummer. Um, you know, he's he's fantastic in, in these singles tournaments, uh, in the tournaments in general, singles and teams. So it's kind of sad to uh, to not see him be able to be in it. So I'm hoping that he uh, is able to win his number one contender match so that his season isn't essentially shot. You know, I mean, I'm sure that him and Riley will be in the team's uh, tournament when that eventually happens. But, uh, you know, his single stuff, if he if he loses that number one contender match against either Kalinowski or Guy, 
then that's it for for the season for him for singles, you know, because that's 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 really that's what it's going to be. Uh, so we they had uh, Laura Kelly come on uh, this week, and this was her first time ever on backstage. I hadn't realized that. I was like, wow, really, her first time? Okay, uh, and yeah, I, I love I love her. She's awesome. Um, just just her personality is great. Uh, seeing her kind of be herself away from the character is cool. Uh, you know, you could see occasionally she's on some of these other after shows. Uh, podcast. She's been on SEN Afterlife on this channel here uh, a couple of times, and uh, it's it's really cool just to see her kind of be herself uh, on something like that, as opposed to seeing uh, Lights Out Laura Kelly, uh, you know, doing her her heel thing on the Schmodown. Um, they also had Greg Elba come on, who's always a treat to to have in the studio uh, or in the virtual studio in this case. Um, they also had Robert Parker. Now, uh, for Robert Parker, he was talking uh, a bit about this singles tournament, and he mentions uh, Vinny, Vinny Mancuso. Um, specifically, he says, uh, you know, Zipper could definitely get a couple of points, uh, Vinny could get a couple of points, and then he kind of switched it to, and said, uh, or whoever Kaiser chooses for the singles. And, like, Zipper, I figure, is probably a guarantee that he'll be in. Uh, the singles. I mean, maybe he won't, but I, I feel like he probably will be. Um, but as far as Vinny, I, it, this makes me wonder if Parker spoiled that, you know? If Kaiser's been kind of talking about who he wants in there, and uh, maybe it was a slip of the tongue, and uh, well, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Vinny will be in the singles tournament as well. Um, I'm interested to find out. Uh, okay, and also, uh, there was a moment where Ben Bateman called Parker a contender for Rookie of the Year. Now, this was before his match from this week aired. Now, he could be basing this on the knowledge of that match prior to, to it airing, you know. But as a fan sitting here seeing, you know, what has been shown, what we are allowed to know, um, him calling Parker a contender for Rookie of the Year after only one match, I think is a bit premature. Um, and I'll be honest, even after this the second match against Ben Goddard, I think he's got a chance, you know, he dependent on how the rest of this tournament goes. Um, but even that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count it out, or I wouldn't count him in as a as like a a top contender for rookie of the year um especially and we'll get into into his match with goddard it's not like he blew it away you know what i mean uh yeah he did exceptionally well but it's not like he blew ben out of the water or something like that uh like he did in his first match with uh with ace um so now if 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 that had happened that would be a totally different story, but that is not what happened. So I just I don't know. I, I think it's a little premature to to call him that quite yet. Now, like I was sitting here calling Ben Goddard a a definite contender for Rookie of the Year, and I still think he's got that that shot. Dependent on if he's in, I, I assume he will probably be in. Both teams and singles, uh, the both those tournaments. Um, seeing as he is in those divisions, he has 
wins in all three of those divisions. You know, he's tech, he's currently undefeated. He's 1-0 in singles, and he's 2-0 in teams. It would make sense for him to be in these two tournaments. And if he does exceptionally well in these tournaments, you know what I mean? That's going to push his, his level up. But even he says, you know, uh, later on, he says, um, you know, he doesn't care about the awards. He cares about the points, getting the points for his team. That's what it's about. But you know what? Man, going, he, he went 4-0 throughout three different divisions uh, up until this, this week. And, man, that is a hell of a record. And if he can, if he can do some, some damage in these other two tournaments, I think he's got a definite uh, chance at, uh, at Rookie of the Year. Um, and they also had uh, Shannon Barney, uh, manager of Corruption, uh, on the show this week. And uh, I gotta say, I love see- seeing Mike in the background. He's always pops up while she's doing these. It's hilarious. Uh, and this time, he was back there uh, doing a little IG prep, watching Batman Forever. And I thought that was pretty damn funny uh, as well. Now, uh, the last thing I want to mention about backstage, um, Bateman... So they they start talking about uh, some IG like, categories and things like that stuff in the IG division, um, and and he says he makes the statement that scores and soundtracks and release dates are the easiest categories in inner geekdom, uh, and I have to say I think this is a classic case of subjective bias. These are two of his like top strengths, you know, and. For him to sit there and say they are the two easiest categories in IG just because there's only 200 movies or so, you know? Nah, man. It's because you are great at those two categories. Most people are not. Alright? Now, maybe if most people were, yeah, that would be different. But like I said, I think this is a little bit of a case of of subjective bias. He, it's, it's, it's what he is... Uh, used to it's what he is familiar with and so being able to do those those two categories are easy for him in singles you know what i mean so i just i don't know i i think it's i wasn't i wasn't a big fan of that statement and i definitely do not agree uh with that so all right so we are going to get into the matches for this week we have three great matches and as always i will start off with the Star Wars match, uh, and that is Andres Ace Cabrera versus Laura Lights Out Kelly in a, uh, this is the uh, semifinals uh, for the Star Wars tournament, round two match, Swag versus Corruption, this is a big, big match for both competitors, a win for Corruption here shoots them up into the rankings several spots, a win for Swag would have pulled them closer or would pull them closer to the exchange and no matter who uh, were to have won this match that person becomes the only person other than Alex Damon to have three wins in Star Wars you know it's it's incredible uh, to think that we've never seen that outside of Damon who's got five wins I mean no one's ever done it you know until now we now officially have another person to get three wins and theoretically next week we could have uh, a second uh, person or a third person I should say to to hit that three win mark depending on the outcome of uh, next week's finals match but uh, yeah so we will get into uh, this one 
round one, uh, we see Laura misses her very first question in round one. Not the first question, but she has never missed a question in her round one until today, until this this past week. And man, it was so close. She even said in the after uh, interview that you know she second guessed herself. She originally had nine uh, written down. This was, they were asking the age of Anakin in, in Phantom Menace. She had nine written down, apparently, and she second-guessed herself, erased it, and wrote down ten. Nine was the answer, unfortunately, that gave her uh, a miss here. Uh, man, that's, that's hard. You know, that, that really hurt. Um, especially, not just, you know, win-wise. Like, I, I don't think, I mean, it may have altered the, the, the course here, you know? Um... It definitely would have changed the actual ending of the match, but it may not have changed the the winner outcome. If that makes sense, uh, when I get to the end, uh, we'll kind of we'll kind of go over that um, a bit more. Um, so Andres gets his perfect round, hits his bonus, uh, ends round one eleven to nine in favor of uh, Ace. Uh, then we hop into round two. Uh, Ace spins Rogue one. Though it was like it's right on the line, it looked like the, the uh, Christian said. If you look real close, it was just into uh, Rogue One. Um, I have seen them give them the option to choose between the two when it's been that close. Uh, so I was shocked that 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 they didn't do that. I was expecting that, um, or at least just make them respin it, I guess. But uh, you know, hey, it, it is what it is, and uh, I don't really think it mattered. He kept it, and holy shit. He destroyed that category. Perfect round. So that's two perfect rounds for uh, Andres here. Man, this dude is on fire. The best game he has played uh, of the the three Star Wars matches that he's had so far. This has been the most incredible thing so far. Uh, I just, I just, it's, it's, it's wild just to watch how, how much improvement he has uh, kind of garnered throughout these matches. He even said, you know, he's going to get better every single time. And he has, you know, and this is this is fantastic. Um, so then Laura, it, it's her turn. She spins mixed bag, which nobody really ever likes. Nobody ever really wants. Uh, and, of course, respins. Lands on Rogue One, so has to respin again. And, unfortunately for her, lands on mixed bag bag now when i say unfortunately um i say that in the sense that it it's it's more of a work you have to work harder to really i feel like personally um to, to get these questions because your mind isn't just set in one movie to think okay you know like well like with andres he had rogue one okay i'm set in rogue one i only got to try and think about the, the information for that movie with mixed bag, you literally got to think about everything. You got to be ready for any type of question that's going to pop out. Um, and we have uh, on the second question, Laura challenges the answer, which they deemed was incorrect. Um, and it winds up being that both Ace's challenge or Ace's answer uh, was correct, but so was hers. Um, there, technically, there were two answers for this there are two uh beings that were 
there at the time, R2-D2, and the other person who she said, who I cannot remember because I am not uh, as entrenched in Star Wars, and I honestly cannot remember uh, what that answer was. Um, but they upheld that challenge, which I thought was really cool. You know, she fought for it. She knew the answer, and, and she fought for that challenge, and I'm glad to see that it went her way because, yeah, like you said, she was she was correct in this, and I, I dig that, you know. So, and that gives her a perfect round here. You know, she had this mixed bag, which for a lot of people is not a good thing. But she killed it, got that perfect round, stayed within that two-point deficit that she had from round one, uh, 21 to 19 in favor of Andres. After the round, though, Winston chose to challenge this second question. Um, he said that he was trying to uh, challenge it during from the private chat. But it was apparently overlooked, like they didn't see it. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not there. Um, but that's what that's what they say. Um, so he states that the answer should have then been both. Because it didn't specify uh, to only give one of the people, like only one of whoever was there. So the correct answer then should have been both of them, not just one. So that that's that's where that was going. Um the challenge wound up being denied completely uh, because other questions were already asked. He didn't get it out. No, I feel like be, the, here's the problem. Managers aren't brought into the feed like, until after the questions are done. So, like, if he's sitting there saying, hey, hey, I'd like to, I need, I want to challenge this, I want to challenge this, he can't do anything about it until, if they don't see it and they don't, act on it he can't do anything about it until all those questions are over until that round is over so personally i think it's kind of bullshit that that they denied this challenge you know because they didn't see him that's not winston's fault that's christian and mark's fault for not keeping an eye on the private chat you know, maybe they should have somebody who's keeping an eye. You know, like how they have PJ in there, you know, for when there's question issues and stuff like that. Um, they Maybe they need to have somebody in the chat, or somebody that's right there, that is watching that private chat for things like this. Because that's unacceptable, man. That is a rightful challenge, in my opinion. They would have won that challenge, I believe. And if not, that would have been bullshit. And even though I was rooting... For Laura Kelly. I still think that Ace technically got screwed here. Now, he wouldn't have gotten the answer either because he only answered Rogue or uh, he only answered R2D2. Um, so I don't know if maybe they would have just thrown the question out completely or what they would have done. But I I think it was a bullshit call to just completely deny that challenge i think it was rightful because it's not his fault it's not winston's fault that he wasn't able to challenge it when he should have been able to because he was trying to challenge it so i, I don't know I, I just let me know what you guys think um hop on to twitter you can check out my twitter right right down there it's uh at movie blog merc uh, let me know what do you think about all of this you know what are your thoughts on this whole challenge being denied thing. 
Um, you can you can comment on the YouTube uh, feed that's right here, or if you're watching this on Facebook, feel free to uh, uh, do it there. Or if you're listening to it on Anchor, uh, leave me a voice message, anchor.fm slash uh, movie blog Merck. You can do that. And again, right down here, Twitter, at movie blog Merck. I am on there all the time. I want to know what you guys think, so let me know. Uh, so then we get into round three. Uh, Andres claims uh, that he was asked Laura's two-pointer during his match with uh, Quevedo. Um, they say that it wasn't asked officially. Officially. Now, th- this whole thing, <sighs> another thing that I don't really agree with. Um, this was the two-pointer that was cut out when they reposted the match after changing the decision uh, with the outcome uh, because of the controversy that happened. Um, I don't agree with them recycling this question. It aired, okay? This question was live on Twitch. Everybody who watched it saw it. And I don't think, I understand that officially it's not on the books. But it was used, it was seen by a lot of people, myself included, because I was watching it that day. And I don't think it should have been put back into the mix. I really don't. Um, I think that it's BS, that it's back in the mix, and that, that this even popped up. Now, I understand if, you know, if Laura, maybe she didn't watch that. So maybe she didn't even know it was in there. I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, yeah, she probably would have known the answer anyways. And she said that she knew the answer, of course. But, and even if she didn't watch it, I'm... I'm confident that she would have known the answer anyways but it the question should not have been there um and then okay so and then we have a little bit of almost controversy within this thing where he says he's not challenging a says he's like he's like i'm not challenging i'm just i'm just saying you know this this i was asked this question already you know is kind of like uh letting you guys know you do whatever you want to do but i'm letting you know um they count it as a challenge. Now, from what I understand, obviously this isn't something that we get to see as fans. You know, uh, on air, all it looks like is he says, I'm not challenging. Then it goes into a challenge. We don't see, but apparently um, from what I've seen, uh, Harloff has uh, commented to uh, certain people uh, who, uh, <laughs> who work for my channel, uh, who pointed this out. That apparently, this was done in the private chat, and that Winston officially did challenge it. But again, we don't get to see that. Now, if we got to see it, that'd be different. Or if he had said, "Okay, uh, Winston issued an official challenge to this, so we are going to, you know, put up the challenge of card or whatever, and we'll be right back." But they just went straight to it. They didn't do that. So I think when it comes to stuff like this, they got to get a little bit, they got to be a bit more on top of it. Because I understand that you see everything that's going on. You know, that Christian sees everything that's going on. Um, But we don't, you know. All we see is what's on the screen. We don't see that private chat, you know. Hence the reason we didn't know he was trying to challenge in the second round, you know? And the fact, you know, 
you you were you weren't looking at it there, but you're looking at it here. I I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of all that, and I'm not I'm not saying that it shouldn't have been challenged. What I'm saying is that the question shouldn't have been there in the first place. Challenge should have been upheld because that question should not have been there. It was asked. It shouldn't have been there. It just shouldn't have been there. It's plain and simple. And that that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, <laughs> I just it just should not have been there. Uh, both Laura and Ace get perfect round threes here, uh, giving Ace a perfect game and the win. Three points for Swag here. Now, like I said before, um, with that round one miss for Laura Kelly, if she hadn't second guessed herself, you know, and she'd wrote down nine, I. I, I guarantee, um, and it would have been a tie game. It would have been two perfect rounds. This it would have been Scrimshaw versus Demolanta all over again. Perfect, two perfect games going into sudden death. I'm so bummed that that happened. You know, it, it's it sucks so much to to see that happen. But she is a fantastic competitor. You know, and I know that we will see her uh, do some great stuff next year. I hope they do another. Star Wars tournament, you know, I'd love to see, like, I want to see more than, like, three or four Star Wars matches a year, you know, do these tournaments, or maybe just do one a month, even, and then, you know what I mean, I, I really, though, I do kind of hope that, uh, if they do another tournament, it's a little closer to Spectacular, uh, if they're gonna do it the same way they're doing this year, because this, this t tournament ends next week, and then we gotta wait till December to see the, the title match, and I'm just like, so we're like we got all this, we're like, oh. and I was like, oh, I gotta wait five months now to see whoever, you know, whoever wins between Demolanta and and Ace versus Alex Damon. It's like, damn. It's like, I don't want to wait that long. That sucks. But you know, it is what it is. Um, so as Ace predicted in his promo, Upset City, man, this is by far. The biggest upset of the year. And I have a hard time seeing any other bigger upsets happening. I really, I really have a, like a hard time envisioning a, a, a bigger upset. But it could happen, especially in the other tournaments. You never know. We'll kind of see what happens. But definite contender for upset of the year uh, and some other stuff, we'll, which we'll get into. Um, Winston got so emotional after this. It was like, you know, Winston is so. Be kind of big and boisterous when it comes to like his his on screen personality uh, and perhaps his off screen personality as well. I'm not sure, but um, seeing just how invested he has gotten as a manager uh, just shows me that he is one of the one of the best managers that the Schmodown has has seen. And just seeing his emotion just kind of flow freely here, man, it was it's a great thing. It was beautiful to see, and uh, it, it gives me. A lot more respect for him. I already respected him like a fucking shit ton, but it just adds on to that. If if you could even even do that, to be honest with you. So, uh, so as I was talking, uh, you know, possible awards with the upset of the year, definite contender for that. Uh, I think Ace is definitely a contender for rookie of the year, but that's if they consider him a rookie. Now, I tweeted this out to uh, Christian because I'm not 100 percent sure um, if they are consi technically considering him 
a rookie or not. Uh, because he had technically one match in 2015. It was a tag. He was part of a tag team match. Uh, it was uh, Team B Team with Cody and Cops. So it was a th- three-person team, which they don't even do stuff like that. Like where all three of them are out there. They don't even do that anymore. Uh, versus Team Champs, Dan Merle and uh, Mark Riley in round one of the 2015 Ultimate Schmodown Teams Tournament thing. Now, I don't know... I mean, I guess technically that would mean he's not a rookie, but I feel like for all intents and purposes, he's he's a rookie and should be allowed the ability to be uh, up for that, you know, because especially if he wins next week and goes on to play uh, Alex. And I'll be honest, even if he loses, as long as he puts up a strong, strong performance... I th- I'm telling you, man, rookie of the year, in my opinion. Not necessarily guaranteed for the win, but like for a nomination. I, I definitely think he that that's a nomination right there, in my opinion. Um, we'll we'll see when that time comes next year. But um, also, uh, like I said, upset of the year, but obviously, inner geekdom slash Star Wars player of the year, hands down, he's got to be up for that. You know what I mean? There's no question about it. First person to ever have three and O to ever go undefeated in Star Wars so far. Uh, first person to ever get to oh well, other than uh, Alex Damon to get to three wins. I think that's huge, you know. I really do, and I, I really think that he deserves the recognition for that. You know, I, I overlooked him these these first couple of matches. You know. Um, I didn't know what to expect from either him or Quavedo, so I really didn't have a dog in that race. Um, but like I was rooting for Ken, and that's mainly biasy, you know. Like I love Ken, and I was really excited to see him back in action, and was like rooting for him. Um, and then Laura Kelly, you know, she was the one who I had in my bracket going all the way, winning the, winning this whole tournament. Um, and so definitely, uh, I feel like you know, yeah, I think on my side he got overlooked a bit. Um, you know, I, I I definitely didn't think that he that they would crush him. Uh, just you know, seeing what he what he was doing after that first match, and especially after the match with Ken, you know, seeing I'd never I'd never thought that Laura would just destroy him, uh, which I saw that from a lot of people. But I did think that she was going to take this, and unfortunately, she did not. But I'm real proud of him, man. You know, he he's done some amazing stuff. And turned out to be a, such a fantastic player. And I will definitely be rooting for him uh, going forward. I love Di Melanta as well. But I, I just I can't help but but root for, for this guy. Just I want to see this. I want to see the Cinderella story continue. You know, I want to see him. He's gone this far. He took out my girl. I want to see him go all the way. You know what I mean? I really, I'm really hoping for that. Um, and then during the, the Q&A, which is something I love that they're doing. With these live uh, matches on Twitch, you get you get like essentially like a half an hour Q and A afterwards with the ten dollar patrons, um, and they get to talk to the to the winners. So you, you get the the competitor and the manager, and I'm really digging this. I hope that they continue to do some live stuff uh, going forward, and we get to see some stuff like that. I'm really really excited for that. Um, so the, somebody uh, in the questions brought up that the in the finals we get two people of color, which is fantastic. 
Um, and then it was brought up uh, by one of the people. Uh, I don't remember if it was. I think it might have been Winston. Actually, it was either Winston or it was uh, Ace. It was one of them who brought this up that there were two people of color and two women in the final four. Like, not a white man to be seen uh, competing in the final four. And I think that's that's awesome. You know, that that shows you just how. Uh, progressive this league has gotten, how diverse it has gotten, um, and to see it in this specific division, you know, Star Wars, you know, it shows you that, you know, Star Wars isn't just for the white man, you know, you know, it's not just for like me, you know, it's also for people of color, it's for women, you know, and just for, for like little girls and for little, little girls and boys of color to see that, I think that's really important. Um, and I think it's a, it's an amazing thing that it happened, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it would, you know, obviously if, you know, uh, Ken had, had made it in or whatever, yeah, he's an older white guy, but I, I'm not saying that would take away from anything, but I still, I think it's, it's a really cool thing, uh, to actually see. And I think we'll only benefit the league and, uh, the, the, the Star Wars universe as a whole, uh, you know, with stuff, when stuff like this happens. Alright, so now we are going to move on to the second match, and that one is Greg Elba versus uh, Mike Kalinowski, Greg Elba of the Quirky Mercs, and Mike Kalinowski, of course, from Corruption in a round one inner geekdom match. Again, this isn't a very this is a very important match for Corruption as it will propel them three spots in the rankings. From number seven to number four with the win. All right, so we're going to get into round number one here. Uh, now, this this Jaina question that popped up, I don't feel like this is quite a one pointer. Um, the fact that neither Mike nor Greg were able to get it makes me feel like I am kind of accurate on this. It felt, because she's like a secondary character, you know? She ain't one of the main, and they're asking for her, her name, like the actress's name. I had no idea, definitely had no idea. Um, but I think that this is more of like a round two question, or like a round three two-pointer kind of thing. It's 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 not incredibly difficult if you're looking over the like full cast list, that kind of thing, but... I think it's a little bit beyond a round one question. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But that's just my opinion. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to give my opinion on what I watch in the Schmodown, you know? And that's the reason that you guys watch is to see my opinions, and there it is, you know? I, that, I, I think that, uh, I don't think that that one is quite a one-pointer. And uh, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. Uh, as always, right down there, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
not doing as good as uh, I hoped he would do. Missing three questions here. It's, that's tough. You know, um, seeing Mike miss a, miss a question. That, that It was that Jaina question. You know, prevented him from getting the, the perfect round here. I, I'm sure it hurt a little bit. You know what I mean? But uh, it is what it is. And he did retain that lead going into round two. Uh, so Mike opted to, to uh, spin first and got Marvel. And I was a little bit shocked that he spun away, but it is a little deeper. There's some kind of weirder, uh, more obscure, maybe like not so pleasant things to watch, I guess. You know, maybe you'll end up having to answer a question about Josh Trank's uh, Fantastic Four movie. I don't know. And maybe you don't want to answer that kind of question. Uh, you know, it's very possible. But he respun and uh, landed on Middle Earth. Um, and he did okay here. He got 7 out of 10 points. Not great. But, uh, okay, you know, uh, had to go to multiple choice twice, did miss once, though, uh, Greg did not get any steals off of this. So, luckily for Mike, you know, he did not get, get the steals. Um, so then Greg goes, spins DC, uh, they kind of think about it a little bit, they talk it over, uh, they decide to spin away from it, you know, because Mike's real good at DC and, and it could be a little, little deeper because there's a lot of stuff going on in there. Um, and he winds up on the DCEU, so he still wound up with some DC stuff, uh, which, uh, which I thought was, was interesting. Um, and he did pretty well, you know, he got eight points here, which is, you know, hey, it's a, it's a point more than Mike had wound up getting. And, uh, he only had to go to multiple choice once, but he did miss that one multiple choice, and Mike was able to get that steal, so it kind of made up for, you know, one of the points that he missed, in uh, round his round two, kind of going right back to that two point lead, seventeen to fifteen at the end here. Um, you know, so so essentially we're right back where we were at the end of round one. So then we get into round number three, and uh, Greg hits his two and his five. Mike gets his two and three, and that ties it up. All right, it ties it up twenty two to twenty two at that point, uh, forcing Mike to answer his five point question. And then he gets his five-point question, and he hits it. And it was the uh, the Turkish Air question, which I actually knew and was screaming at the screen because uh, I, I remembered the, I think it was during the Super Bowl, they showed the Turkish Air commercials with, I believe it was, I think it was uh, Affleck as Bruce Wayne on Turkish Air. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I remember seeing that commercial. What the fuck was it? I was like fucking Turkish air and then Mike was like Turkish air and they were like yes and I man I was like I don't play this game but I was just like jumping out of my chair almost like I had won something and I did not win anything um but it was it was pretty awesome uh to see that uh, and th this got Mike the win you know if Mike had missed that you know it would have gone into sudden death and we could have seen theoretically a completely different outcome. You know, Greg could have theoretically won that. Who knows? But uh, you know, it's uh, you, know, you you never know. You know, it's a uh, it's always about the hypotheticals. You know, if this had happened, if that had happened, well, I mean, it didn't happen. So Mike won the game, and uh, Greg played a great game, man. He he belongs in this league, and I hope to see him, you know, come back and stay in it and, and keep going, because. Dude, he, he's really shown himself to be impressive in Inner Geekdom. And uh, I, a part of me kind of hopes that we get to see 
like an inner geekdom tag division. Uh, I keep saying league, and it's not a league. It's like it's a division. The whole thing is a league, uh, but inner geekdom is a division. And I know, I know uh, that pisses Christian off when people call it a league and it's not. It's a division, and, I, and I'm sorry. But yeah, um, I hope that he sticks around this division, and I want to see an inner geekdom tag division, and I want to see the the real rejects do that. I think that'd be fascinating, or at least maybe like a, 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 a what's it called, a an exhibition match. I think that'd be cool too. So Mike wins 27-22, gains three points for corruption. Uh, and it that yeah, man, there you go. Jumps them up from seventh place up to fourth place. That's that's wild. You know? That's a huge win. Huge win for them. And uh oh uh, and as a side note, Koi has an adorable cat. Just saying, it was an adorable cat. Alright, so, now we are going to get in to the final match of the night. The much-awaited Robert Parker versus Ben Goddard in the final IG round one match. Uh, so, this is it. This, is, this ends round one. And uh, after this, starting next week, we will start getting into uh, some bigger things with uh, inner geekdom. Now, as far as this match goes, I have to say, I love Kate as a manager. She is fantastic. And I just... Her and Kaiser really bounce off of each other really well. Uh, similarly to how... Uh, I really think it's like it's like her... Kaiser, Dagnino, they all have like a weird personality that meshes interestingly with one another when when they're kind of at odds. It really works for me. I really dig it. All right, so we get into round one. Now, in round one, we get uh, Ben getting pissed off at Mark uh, Ellis. Now, a lot of people have been online kind of bashing Ben for this, and Fuck off, everybody. Like, seriously, fuck off. Like I said online. I said this, I think I think it was on Facebook, in the, in the Movie Trivia Schmodown Facebook group, where people were fucking ragging on him. It's a different story when you're in studio or at a live event. Because there's distance between the, the announcers and the competitors. There's distance. During these virtual games, they're literally in their fucking ear. And so Mark, caca, caca, you know, fucking making bird noises and shit, right into the mic, right into their ears. I get it, you know? It, it, it threw off his concentration and then it just snowballed from there. Now, sure, okay, you can say, oh, well, it didn't bother uh, Robert Parker. Yeah, I don't fucking care that it didn't fucking bother Robert Parker. It did affect Ben, and that's what fucking matters. Because we have seen this happen in studio plenty of times. I have seen Roca flip shit on the fucking announcers for talking too much, or flip on the fucking crowd for talking too loud and too much. And I've seen other people do it too. And so... You gotta fucking realize they're in their ear. It's not like, you know, he's doing this banter which is caught on camera, sure, but 
he could do it quietly to Christian sitting next to him. You know? But this you can't do that with. So it's a very different circumstance, and it really pisses me off the way people were kind of like going at him for this. It pisses me off. Uh, ben, you're my boy. Uh, I was rooting for you here. I'm sorry you didn't make it, but I am with you, and this, that needs to stop. Mark, I understand you didn't do it on purpose. You know, you're just doing your banter thing, and that's cool. Most of the time, it's hilarious. You do some funny fucking shit. You are an amazing comedian, and you are hilarious. But it was a little much. And I hope that everybody learns from this situation, doesn't do it again, and maybe apologizes even during the damn thing. Or how about this? Fucking give him an extra 10 seconds like you do any other fucking time when people are like, hey, you know, the crowd is being really loud and I couldn't hear the fucking question. You always, you, you give people extra time then when they're in the studio. You could have done it here. It just, it bothers me that that that's that it went down this way anyways um parker got a perfect round here hitting his bonus uh so it went 11 to 8 in favor of robert parker and so you look at this and right here okay parker is is in the lead okay and you're sitting here thinking i'm sure a lot of you are sitting here thinking oh yeah there it is you know parker's gonna destroy ben goddard and then you get in round two uh, and, and heading into this, you know, Parker's kind of being a douche. And I hope that it's just his character. I'm pretty sure that, I, you know, he's the, from the interactions I've had online with him and talking, like DMing and things like that. Um, I've never spoke to him verbally in person or, or, or anything like that, but like we've, we kind of DM back and forth on Twitter a few times. Um, and he seems like a nice dude, you know what I mean? So I'm hoping that this is just character. But he's so smug and douchey, and he reminds me of current Brandon Hanna and 2019 Paul Oyama, both of whose, whose characters I despise. Like, I hated Paul Oyama last year. He's, he's come around this year because he's completely changed. Um, and I have nothing against heels. There are plenty of heels that I love, plenty of heels that do it in a, in a way that isn't that you're not getting what uh, in the wrestling business is called X-Pac heat, which is where uh, they legitimately dislike uh, people. You know, that, that happens. That's what happened with Paul Oyama. Like, I didn't like him. It wasn't just the character. It was him as a person. Did not. He, he's come around, though. You know, he's changed his attitude. Uh, Apologized for things that he's done, and that's great. Um, Hannah, now, he's a little bit of a different story. I can't stand his character. But I know that outside of that, that ain't him. And so like, I can separate those. And so I hope that that's the case with Parker. Is that it's just the character. And so, you know, it needs to be separated. But as of right now, whoo, not a huge fan of that character. <laughs> yeah, not at all. So, yeah, we get into round two. And uh, Parker spins Star Wars and respins. And I, I think that's rightly. Um... Uh, there's very few times when, when I see somebody land on Star Wars where I'm like, yeah, you should take that. You know, unless it's fucking like Alex Damon or somebody who's like, like, if Ace did another Inner Geekdom match and landed on Star Wars, I would now expect him to take that. I really would. Um, but yeah, I get it. You know, you, it's not your, it's, it's, it may not be something that you're very specifically knowledge on. Um, and it gets deeper because of the Star Wars division. 
Um, so he respends and lands on DC. And uh, Goddard, man, gets a fucking massive two-point steal during this round. Uh, Parker does well. He gets the rest of his questions. Eight, eight out of ten points. That one miss, two-point steal for Ben. Massive steal. Massive, massive steal. Uh, dude, it's, it's... I think if not for this steal, like if Parker had gotten this question correct, I think we would have been looking at a knockout. I, I, I'd have to go, I have to, as we get to the end, I'll have to double check the, where the points were. Um, but I think so. So let's, let's keep going and we'll find out. Uh, Ben then spins and lands on Star Wars, just like, just like he did, just like, uh, uh Parker did. And I was sitting here like, okay, Ben, let's spin. Let's see what you get. Nope. Unfortunately, uh, Kate convinced him, uh, to keep this, you know, Man, I love, like I said, I love Kate, but yeah, this was a misstep. You know, she, uh, she essentially, she convinced him to keep it and he did. And it was not, not good here. Uh, Parker, huge two point steal here for him. Uh, he jumped in, but here, here's another thing that kind of goes back to the whole, um, douchey character of, of Robert Parker. He jumped in without letting Mark repeat the question. Now I know he's excited. This is only his second match in the Schmodown. Um, but yeah, you got, like they have said this lots of times. Let them read the question first. Don't just jump in with the answer. You know, it, it's rude to them. They want, they, they it, it just is. It's just the way it is. And they've said that. So, uh, yeah, just try it. Hey, get better at it, bro. Just get better at it. Um, so Ben winds up with a real bad round here. Uh, four out of ten points total. Three multiple choice he goes. Two misses. Three points total in steals for Robert Parker. Uh, okay, so round two ends 22-14. to 14. So if we go back and we look. So that two-point steal from Goddard. If Parker had gotten it correct... The score right here would have been 24 to 12, and it would have been a knockout. That last question, like anything that he would have gotten there, yeah, it would have been a knockout um, right here. So that cost, you know, not getting that question correct, yeah, it didn't cost him the win, but it did cost the cost uh, the dungeon a point, um, and cost them a spot in the ranking as well uh, as when we get to the end I'll go over the rankings you'll see uh, what I'm talking about uh, it, it actually costs them a spot in the rankings but you know it, he got the win uh, after all that but we'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there uh, Ben hits all three of his uh, round three questions preventing the TKO like I said they could have had a, a, a knockout if if, if uh, Parker had gotten that two-pointer but Unfortunately for uh, the dungeon, that does not happen. Fortunately for Ben, he's able to answer all three of his questions, proving that he is a force to reckon with. You know what I mean? Like, he's still a damn good competitor. Unfortunately, you know, that round two, sticking with that Star Wars, that was a big, big mistake. Um, Parcher hits his two, tying it up 24 to 24, forcing him to answer one more question to win, which he does. With his uh, three-pointer, 
uh, ending the match 27 to 24 and giving the dungeon three extra points here, moving them up from eighth place to fifth place, right behind corruption. Now, I was thinking about this after the match ended. Um, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, Parker's this unbeatable force. But even with Ben uh, missing everything that he missed, okay, I, I still think that. I still think. That just because Parker won doesn't prove that he's some unbeatable force, okay? Now, if this match had ended in that knockout, that round two knockout that I talked about, you know, 24 to 12, if that was the case, then I'd say, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe this guy is an unbeatable force. But it didn't happen, you know? It, it, it didn't happen... And, if Ben had spun again, away from Star Wars, and landed on, like, an uber strength of his, and cleared the board, which is possible, you know, plenty of people get perfect rounds in round two. You know, if they land on their strength, bam. If he had been able to do that, now again, I said this is all hypothetical, but I'm trying to show you that he is not this unbeatable force. You know... Parker had a three-point lead in round one. Remember that. Parker had a three-point lead in round one. If Ben gets a perfect round two, if he lands on something awesome that he just knows, gets that perfect round two, then he goes into round three with 20 points, okay? And Parker doesn't get those three-point steals... And goes into round two with 19 points. And Ben hits all three of his questions. And Ben wins the game. Just just, just think about that. Ben gets a perfect round two. All 10 points. He wins owing you. That Parker is not unbeatable. You know? Hell, he could have even gone to multiple choice once. And tied it up. And gone into sudden death. But it shows you that he's not unbeatable. That there is room to beat the spider. So, for all of you out there who are uh, still in the inner geekdom division uh, for this tournament. Be aware. He's got weakness. And you need to make sure you exploit those. So, be sure to uh, study up hard. Because it's not going to be easy. But it can be done. Alright, so that wraps up everything from this week of the movie Trivia Schmodown. Uh, there's so much good stuff. Um, I want to go over the uh, brackets for both the Star Wars and the Inner Geekdom real quick. Uh, Star Wars, real quick, real simple. Uh, next week is the finals it's uh, Andres Ace Cabrera versus Andrew the Hunter DiMolanta. It's going to be a hell of a match. I'm I would not be shocked if we get another uh, scrimshaw DiMolanta where it's you know perfect rounds, perfect games, and goes into sudden death. I would not be uh, shocked one little bit. 
Uh, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a time if if Andrew wins, then he will become the third person ever to have uh, three wins in uh, this division. Um, and if uh, Ace wins this, he will be the uh, second person ever to have four, and he will stay undefeated here. Uh, it is it is exciting, exciting times here and uh hey i'm pumped to see what happens so we also have the inner geekdom uh tournament still round one is done everything there is set now we have round two to enjoy starting next week so see the matches that are still on the board we've got the barbarian versus john humphrey We've got Chance Ellison versus Robert Parker on the left side. On the right, we've got Brandon Hanna versus Alex Damon. And Eric Zipper versus Mike Kalinowski. Uh, good stuff happening. Um, so we've got uh, next week's schedule here. Oh, actually, before we do that, uh, I want to show... Let's see, we've got the faction standings. Here we go. So uh, sitting at number nine right now, you got the usual suspects. Now, usual suspects are done for both tournaments. So they are going to be sitting in last place until the teams and or singles tournaments begin. Unfortunately for them, that's just the way it is. Uh, and there's nothing that can be done about that. Then we've got the Rockstars, the Quirky Mercs, and the Burning Droogs all sitting with nine points. They do all still have people in uh, in, in inner geekdom and all that stuff. So they still have a chance to make some points here. Um We'll see what happens. Uh, then we've got the Dungeon and Corruption, both with 11. Now, like like I was saying before, um, if, if Parker were to get you know that, that round two question correct, KO, and they would have had 12 points pushing the Dungeon up ahead of Corruption uh, and making them fourth place. But unfortunately, that's not the way, way it works. Uh, but because of uh, the lower number of wins that they have had, you know, they have three wins, whereas Corruption has four wins. Uh, that is why Corruption is in the higher spot. Uh, so then we have the Den in number three with 15 points. The, we have Swag in second place, inching closer and closer uh, to that number one spot with 19 points. And the Finstock Exchange leading the pack with 25 points. And they've still got people in this game. So uh, be aware. Be on the lookout. Things are things are going down. Um, I, I do feel bad for the usual suspects, but you know somebody has to be in the bottom. That's just kind of the way it is. Uh, and so, up next week, we have got the Barbarian versus uh, John Humphrey, uh, which launches on Monday on Patreon for the ten dollar patrons. Then on Tuesday, it goes live for all patrons. Uh, and then on Thursday, it drops on YouTube, so you'll be able to check out The Barbarian vs. John Humphrey on uh, Thursday. Uh, on Wednesday, live on Twitch, you'll get Andrew DiMolanta vs. Andres Cabrera in the Star Wars Finals. And then on Friday, Hannah vs. Parker in uh, another Round 2 match. It's going to be good. Uh, so we're getting the left side of the bracket next week. And then I'm assuming the right side of the bracket the following week. So uh, what I'm most interested in 
is what do we get on Wednesday the following week? Anything? Or is it just going to be two matches? Are they going to put something else in there? I don't know, but I'm interested to find out. Or do we get three Inner Geekdom matches? I don't know. I'm interested. So uh, let me know what you guys think. What matches are you most excited for? Uh, personally, I think I'm most excited for the Star Wars Finals match. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be wild. So let me know what you guys are looking forward to from those three uh, uh, matches. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me on this ride through the uh, through the movie trivia showdown. It's been fantastic getting back into it, uh, doing the live streams. Uh, I would be honest, I was so nervous to start doing these. Um, on video stuff is not something that I'm used to, uh, so I'm trying to branch out a bit more. I've been doing, you know, I do a lot of podcasting type stuff, but the video stuff, uh, I, I really I need to branch out and do more. And uh, it's been great just getting back on here and kind of chatting and, and, and all that stuff. So thank you for everybody who watches and listens. It really means the world to me. Um, and if you want to follow me, you can head on over to Twitter, uh, at MovieBlogMerk. I'll put that right up on the screen right here. There it is, right there at the bottom. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at MovieBlogMerk. Also, uh, I do have an Instagram. I don't do much on it, but it's there. Uh, also, at MovieBlogMerk, if you want to check that out. Um, you can check out my website, uh, www or, uh, Yeah, I don't know why I said the www. Uh, I'm, I'm a kid of the 90s, and I still say that. Uh, com. That's what it is. Uh, and also Facebook and YouTube, if you're watching it here, you already know. Uh, at movie blog, or, uh, at Merc with a movie blog. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, and that little bell gives you the notifications. Uh, leave some comments, hit that like. Uh, all that good stuff. Uh, follow me on all those other social medias. Uh, and also check out, if you're more of an audio listener, check us out on Anchor. Uh, Anchor.fm slash MovieBlogMerk. Lots of podcasts there. Uh, SEN After Live, which is a SEN Live After Show. We've got a Bachelor Nation show called Go Get That Rose. Uh, a video game show called Game Over Screen. Uh, we've got our very own version, uh, essentially, of like a SEN Live or a uh, Collider Live called uh, Beyond the Screen. Uh, we do a Harry Potter uh, review show called Through the Port Key. When it comes back, we'll be doing a uh, Mandalorian review show. We did, uh, if you go on, both on uh, Anchor and on YouTube, actually, you can get all eight uh, episodes from the first season uh, where they break down uh, those those episodes there for Mandalorian. Um, also... Uh, I, with my brother, I do a wrestling podcast called Off the Ropes, Off the Ropes with John and Josh. It does have its own feed as well, uh, which is anchor.fm slash Off the Ropes JJ, and its own Twitter feed, which is at Off the Ropes JJ. But I do cross promote uh, here on Merkley Movie Blog. And uh, I will be starting a new podcast. Uh, we've already recorded uh first episode that will launch here. Uh, it's called It Takes Two. Uh, me and uh, Mike Mixtape will be breaking down sh TV shows that have two seasons. Uh, so, And then we kind of ask the question, was two seasons enough? Was it too much or did it need more? Did it actually take two? We'll find out. Uh, and our first uh, episode that will be going up will be uh, for Dead Like Me. A fantastic show. I love it. Uh, we also did uh, essentially like a pilot show on um, Mike's feed called uh, Project Mixcast. Uh, we did a pilot episode for this show, and we uh, went through and reviewed Agent Carter, 
the two the two seasons of Agent Carter. So uh, head on head on over there to Project Mixcast and uh, check that out as well. And I think I got everything. Oh, actually, if you're a DC fan, head on over to DCComicsNews.com. I'm the editor in chief over there as well. Uh, DC Comics News on all the social media platforms: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Tumblr, all that stuff. Be sure to check that out. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 48 of Talking Schmodown. I, again, am your host, Josh the Merc Rainer, and we have been talking Schmodown. Catch you next time, everybody.